Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are doing very, very well. Quickly, a thank you to all of our new patrons over at Patreon, Riley Watson, Vic, as well as Matthew Hudak and Robert Peruzza. We thank you all for your support and, of course, to all of our other wonderful patrons who make this possible in what is episode number 400 andy i don't know if i'm more surprised we made it to 400 or that there has been enough interest for us to do 400 of these i I, is still astonishing to me that there are even a, a handful of people that are not only in uh, uh, Europe or some of the other countries where we get most of the, the, the website views and downloads, but some of the most uh, uh, obscure places across the globe. It just, we're very thankful to all of you. So <laughs> thank you for allowing us and, and maintaining the interest for us to even do and have a reason to do 400 uh, of these. We greatly appreciate your support. And it's a good news, bad news situation for episode 400 today, Andy, because we were going to take uh, some time to primarily discuss all of the talking points that our patrons sent to us, uh, which we will do a few of those later on. But uh, Roma decided after closing a deal for a, a for one striker, they felt that they wanted to do one for another. and. It came in the form of uh, Romelu Lukaku, who in this moment, and I have to reiterate this, you and I are recording this at um, just after 5 p.m., so early evening on a Monday. He's not official yet. It is close. It is very, very close. And as an aside, the thing I can't stand about some of our wonderful colleagues in the Italian media, you, you, you don't get extra bonus points when you report on something, by the way. When you are talking on a deal that is likely to close, but you are the first to say, it's done, it's done, completed. I said this in our patron group chat when I saw it come across my timeline. There's no, there, there's no bonus points for that because in this moment, it's not closed, but you have some because there is a very strong possibility that this deal will close when it eventually does. I can say, oh, see, I was the first to say it was done. Please stop. Please stop. And by the way, as another aside, uh, this was my very first interaction with 
the uh, lawyer of uh, Lukaku, because as we all know, he previously his uh, his former agent, one of the most handsome Italian agents uh, to grace this earth. He now moved to this guy who, when I spoke to him, and he said my name so eloquently, so lovely, in this very weird mix uh, like french slash italian accent I, I i mean i melted over it i i have to admit it was the is it the loveliest way somebody has ever said my name sebastian ledure you're better at french you are much better at french say it yeah say that it, was say, i, say, I say, think that, say, no, i, I the, think you uh, just butchered it john le, if that ledure ledure Yes. No, no, no. You see, you, you, you butchered it. I'm no, sorry, my friend, but that's but, not. And by the way, he has the accent in his in his first name. So most people would say, like, in, let me put on my most American accent. Hold on, here we go. Sebastian. Oh God, that was terrible. <laughs> that was terrible. I, see, when I think about it, I can't do it again. This goes back to me when I when I go between like an Italian radio and when we do this, like my brain melts as to how to talk. Sebastian, right? I, I just Sebastian. Sebastian Ledure. Ledure. Sebastian Ledure. Yes. You have to do that. Yes. You, you know, it's a whole it's a whole mouth thing. It's you have to. You have no, to I I learned it in Lyon because. Um, they the 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 French um when you are there they are not shy about letting you know if you try in the I think that's a universal it. French thing John. it's not I don't think that applies only okay. to Lyon the way Sebastian said my name I I not even my wife has said it with such eloquence so I, I listen I hope oh, wow I hope uh, once this deal closes, Lukaku can somehow uh, find a way to stay just so I have reasons to talk to this guy. So uh, where do we start with this? Or how, how, on a scale of zero to 10, because I, I'm going to try and put off having to speak of the abomination that took place at the, the Stadio Bentegori on Saturday evening with Roma losing to Elas Verona. The more, or I should say, the more we can talk about Lukaku, the less we can talk of that match, the better. So uh, let's start with Lukaku before we get to, uh, again, that uh, abomination of a result that took place in Veneto. You're shocked, yeah? I mean, you're shocked. I, 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 am, I, am, I am shocked because when we got on here the last time, we, we, we said in great detail how... Um, you know, even even linking us with with a name like Lukaku's uh, is um, is wrong. Is wrong given the circumstances that that Roma are in, given the restrictions, given Chelsea's original asking price for Lukaku, and the way the deals with uh, with Inter and Juventus eventually collapsed um, because of that asking price, which was forty million pounds. Uh, that was something completely unfeasible and and yet his name was always there on the horizon but it was more of like a you know an appetizer something to keep the fans going something to keep the fans excited in the final days of the transfer window i really doubt it i was convinced that roma would go for another name in the attack um because 
it just made sense, especially signing somebody like Kazmun, who may have had a, a recent injury and who is uh, was not at uh, you know at the top of his game following uh, the last two seasons at Bayer Leverkusen. You needed somebody else to lead the attack, and so I wasn't worried about Roma not going for anyone else, but I highly doubted that they would be able to put this whole thing together. And yet I was, once, you know, the talk, the Roma engaged in talks, open talks with Chelsea, it became apparent that once again, this club are willing to wait for as long as possible. If there, if in this market of opportunities, Roma are willing to wait for opportunities for a big name signing because then you immediately understand why they dropped out of the negotiations for Duvan Zapata. Duvan Zapata was one step away from joining Roma. And Roma, I think that's that's when that the switch turned on. They realized, oh, Chelsea changed their terms for yes. Lukaku yes. they they stopped asking for a permanent deal and are now willing to let him leave on loan and that's when Roma said okay you know what we're dropping all of these negotiations all the paperwork for Duvan Zapata who I, I'm pretty sure would have been coming on for, for a permanent deal um, worth around 10 million is what a lot of reports were, were saying and if we can make a deal for Lukaku work on a temporary basis, a dry loan, then Roma, for that kind of name, that kind of signing, they are willing to do that, to splash a lot of money in one single year. And here we are. It's the third year in a row with Mourinho where under the Friedkins, mind you, in 2000, they come in in 2020. In 2021, they appoint Mourinho. 2022, they get Paolo Dybala. 2023, they're about to get Romelu Lukaku. That, the whole strategy, if you think about it, is a market of opportunities. Signing big names, but in opportunities, choosing their moments. Think about it. Mourinho. Mourinho was appointed. Why? Because Tottenham kicked him out like three weeks before Roma contacted him, right? Like nobody expected Mourinho to be Correct. on Roma's radar, but the circumstances made him a perfect target in that particular moment. The Friedkins got their big name manager right there and then because he was available. Same thing with Paolo Dybala. Paolo Dybala last year, nobody wants him. Even Inter drop out of the race. Um, because nobody is convinced of his physical condition. And Roma say, you know what? Let us go after him and let us make it work. And they make it work. And similarly now, it's Lukaku. Lukaku, who was supposed to go back to Inter, then Inter withdrew. Then he was supposed to go to Juventus. Juventus were not convinced of a swap deal involving Vlahovic. They didn't want to pay up the asking price that, uh, that Chelsea were looking for. And so eventually, Lukaku is now without a team. Chelsea are desperate to, to, to get rid of him, at least get rid of his wages. So all of a sudden, they open to a loan deal. And Roma are one of the only teams that is still interested in him. And, uh, and I think that's how this Roma under the Friedkins always operates. They always want to go big. 
in the capacity that the current financial situation, the settlement agreement will allow them to, because this Lukaku signing will really put Roma to a test. Like it will, you know, what they are about to do for Lukaku will not, uh, you know, exceed any, uh, any parameters set by UEFA, but still it will be close. Like this, this is that kind of signing that Roma make as a marquee signing of the summer to get everybody on board, to get everybody excited because the atmosphere when Azmoon was supposed to come in was dreadful. And and I said it on the on the Roma Press live stream. It was funny to see Azmoon greeted by those 15 fans because like a week before that, you had almost 150 greeting Leandro Paredes, right? And a week later, 15 fans, I think 10 of them were children, were greeting Azmoon. The, the atmosphere was not good. People were like looking around and thinking, is is this it? Like this is the big wait was, was for this, for... You know, as Moon as as Tammy's replacement, and no, it turns out that Roma, the Friedkins, Thiago Pinto, sees the occasion of of Chelsea wanting to part ways with Lukaku, and the fact that nobody else, nobody, is willing to go for him, with the exception of some Saudi clubs, and uh, and Lukaku is clearly still not interested in 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 that uh, option, so. It once again the stars align and Roma are about to make a big, big, uh, big summer signing. Yeah, and uh, let's be clear here. Uh, to go uh, to to speak to what you said about how Chelsea changed uh, the terms of this deal, much like as you correctly alluded to Paulo Dybala, this is one of those times where sometimes it's okay if you are the. Uh, the last option at the dance, so to speak. It's okay. Sometimes it works out in your favor. And Chelsea, they not only changed this deal in terms of the basis of the operation going from permanent deal to a loan, the cost that they were seeking, I mean, dramatically, dramatically, dramatically reduced. Uh, Originally, they were asking 13 million for anybody who asked for Lukaku on loan. They wanted a loan fee of 13 million euro. Roma are going to pay half of that, right around six. His wages, Andy, very, very, very expensive. To give everyone just a bit of uh, an idea, so let's say Roma, to make this easy, they will pay $6 million for the loan fee. And then to make the math more simple, let's just say his wage, he reduces it to 7 It's actually going to be more than that, but I'm terrible at maths, so I need the math as easy as possible. So 7 and then uh, for the wage, and then 6 on the uh, on the loan fee. So 13 Let's just say 13 is what uh, this overall deal is going to cost Roma for one season andy that is expensive for one season even if roma pay a loan fee of two million three million it's still very expensive that is like because as we all know uh, if you follow roma you are at least in part uh, familiar with counting with having to do amortization 
let's say Roma, they purchase somebody for if 50 million euros and then they pay him, uh, he signs a five years contract and they pay him 5 million per season. I mean, that right there is going to be a deal uh, just at the same level or just slightly more expensive than what Roma are about to pay for Lukaku on a year-to-year basis when you consider a, a wage. I was about to say stipend. That's not when you consider wage and the fee associated with it. I mean, th- this is an enormous, an enormous, an enormous cost for a one-year operation. For one single year, you are about to pay right around 15 million euros for this guy. It is an expensive, expensive operation. And Andy, this is also being done with no option to buy no obligation to buy. So you are doing this knowing full well. You are giving him until June, and that's it. It is it is a, it is a luxury desperation move um, that, in, in once again, in, in Roma's, uh, you know, repertoire fits because, I, I you know, I saw somebody say, well, this is, you know, Roma improvise and they don't, uh, they don't plan. And I think it's very difficult to plan under the circumstances and the yeah, way you, you, you see can't the plan for this. I mean, come on, let's be serious. You can't. You no. You you yeah yeah. You can't. And and uh, I think um, that that's that's what we see is this club has, especially with the Friedkins, has learned to to cope with these financial restrictions, doing what they have to do. You know, doing the fulfilling all those obligations uh, of generating the revenue. Selling, you know, uh, we sold uh, Roger Ibanez. But then the with the Friedkins, there is always that hope of making that big splash. And whether it's Mourinho or whether it's Dybala and Vinaldum, there has there has to come that moment where Roma go for that spot. And I think with Lukaku, that idea is not even in terms of getting your big man, because I think this is the perfect big man for Mourinho, for what he needs at Roma. He needs that guy who's going to bully defenders around him. He needs the best Lukaku. I don't know which Lukaku we are going to get, because mind you, this is a guy that, like Belotti last season, who was a free agent, of didn't train for almost three months. I mean, he hasn't trained with the team since leaving Inter um, in uh, in early June, so the player you're getting is a big question mark. He's gonna be, he's gonna need some time to to get uh, to to get to the right condition. But it's also just from the point of view of the excitement that a signing of this caliber brings in a situation like the one we're in right now. Because again, nobody thought this could be possible. Everybody was more or less growing more accustomed to the idea of getting somebody either Marco Arnautovic who ended up going to Inter or uh, exactly um, Duvan Zapata, Luis Muriel, those kinds of names. And then all of a sudden, when the possibility of getting somebody like Lukaku comes on, you see how it the switch just completely changes the mood. I mean, there is not up until that Lukaku news. The, the Roma fan base was a cemetery. Now, with with Lukaku coming in, you are you're looking at 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 at, at, at uh, 
I'm I'm pretty sure it's gonna be Champino Airport if if they land in the in the next day or so. Um, Private that, flight has to be Champino. Champino, yeah, yeah. You're you're looking at a, a, an overwhelming number of like you're looking at the probably the kind of scenes that you witnessed when Edin Dzeko arrived. So, because and that's the it's not even it's about the the surprise the 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 kind of player that you're getting in this moment you're only a few days away from the transfer deadline your entire attack is composed of Asmun who's a question mark still hasn't trained with the team uh Andrea Belotti who is trying to do everybody's job at the same time you have Ola Solbakken who is is still a big question mark after six months so to even have that name of Lukaku up there with this team in this particular moment in time when the team is struggling bad start to the season and you can still go out of your way and get a you know a hero's welcome then um then you're doing something right in, in, just in terms of 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 reading the room roma read the room roma knew that you know with somebody like duvan zapata not only are you getting uh, an older player and on a permanent deal which is going to you know weigh down on you and your on your finances and on on the on, on on potentially reselling that player in the future but also just in terms of the excitement and the fan base um Duvan Zapata was not going to do it you know he was not going to change the mood among Roma supporters who may have questioned the the club's intentions and objectives for for this coming season Whereas with Lukaku, the whole complexity of the season changes, and and people obviously start to even the media start to make well with, with Lukaku, Roma have to have to be considered up there for top four and even up there for the Scudetto, which is ridiculous. But that's the whole point of the signing. Like with Paolo Dybala, it's we're gonna we're gonna bring you the top of the line, the top of the line for Roma, for Roma's capabilities. And <laughs> you may laugh, but yes, in this situation, even a Lukaku that has been rejected by every single other club that showed slight interest in him, and on a dry loan, that's a luxury signing right there. Yeah, one hundred percent. And on top of that, too, you you said how uh, some are criticizing Roma. Uh, you know, in terms of not being able to, to 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 be flexible or not being able to plan well for this market, and I, I look at this completely different because having been through the the dog days of uh, Walter Sabatini, where this guy would tell you two to three weeks in advance when somebody was going to come. He would leak anything. I love that Roma are able to show this kind of flexibility. Of course, we would all enjoy if they were able to go out and spend like they were some Premier League club without having to be mindful or careful of any uh, UEFA-imposed sanctions. Everybody dreams of that, obviously. But to get a player of this caliber... And to be able to do so this late in the market, I mean, Andy, today is the 28th of August. I am terrible at maths, but less than five days, less than four days at this point remaining in the market. 
you generally do not find deals for guys at this level this late in the window. It is the number of deals you can point to, particularly for an Italian Serie A club, are few and far between. There are not many examples of uh, clubs from Serie A being able to get a player of this caliber so late in the window. And I, I, I think the flexibility that the Friedkins have shown, the uh, the desire, the uh, the initiative too, because it would have been easy to look at this and say, okay, well, uh, you, you brought up Duvan Zapata. It would have been easy to close that deal. Very easy. Very, very easy. But then when an opportunity like this comes out of nowhere, they completely shift focus and are unbothered by, you know, any prior negotiation. Let me just tell you what would have happened if this was Palotta, Sabatini, Monchi, whoever. Before, whoever was present, the names uh, before the arrival of Friedkin, they would have closed that deal for Zapata because they either wanted to uh, maintain relations with an agent or a club, and they would have just closed for him and, and, and you know, uh, gave the middle finger to any of the supporters who were upset by it. They, that's what they would have done. I, I, I firmly believe that. But this Roma, Tiago Pinto, they say, forget it. No, thank you, but no thank you now. And they completely shift, shift focus to Lukaku. And not only that, they fly to London and they negotiate these terms that just Andy one to two weeks ago. These were not the, the terms that they were willing to accept. It was we are looking today at an operation that that is, uh, you know, uh, forty to sixty percent less than what even Juve were told just a couple of weeks ago. So for them to be able to negotiate essentially everything, you're going. He is going to agree to lower his wage. You are getting Chelsea to 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 lower their asking price of the loan fee. This is regardless, not regardless of how expensive it is, because it is expensive. But when you look at the opportunity, and then you combine it with the player and the terms you were able to negotiate, I, I don't know how anybody could have anything even remotely uh, critical of Roma in terms of this operation and this operation alone. Because I, I, I think if you just want to grade it, now obviously saying it now before he graces the pitch is a very easy thing to say. It's a very easy thing to, to, to say this is a fantastic deal. He could go out, he could flop. Of course. He could, we, uh, he could be presented uh, like Adriano. Right. Oh, please. Similar oh, physical condition. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> with what? the same kind of enthusiasm, remember? I mean, Adriano, yeah. ew, the people were going crazy. <laughs> I will never forget that photo of of him holding up that shirt, and then you just see the his face, and we should have known right then and there that this was not going to go good. But anyway, <laughs> let's save that for another day. I don't want to body shame anybody. I'm the last. No, one no, because so. hey, maybe we're gonna get you know, maybe we're gonna get uh, Stormzy. You know, like everybody. I think I see. I, I see a lot of people. I don't know who it was, but somebody um, mistook the English rapper Stormzy for Lukaku in a picture with uh, Mourinho. I think it was for a music video that Mourinho uh, shot with Stormzy a while ago, and uh, people were 
already basing like coming up with reports that all of a sudden Mourinho secretly met with Lukaku um, just because he was with Stormzy, who is uh, just as tall and athletic as Lukaku, and um, and and so we let's hope let's hope that the kind of if you know once this happens and hopefully by the time that we we this goes out um it's all done and dusted but uh you know let's hope that it it not only it not only meets expectations but it also exceeds expectations because as you said it's very it's an it's an expensive operation it's it's a dry loan that will cost you um and it's it's done not only for what the player can offer on the pitch but also in terms of the image of of keeping everybody around the club on their toes you know excited um just like paulo dibala you know that that the magic with dibala is i would argue 70% on the pitch 30% of the pitch in terms of just how that that signing made such a huge impact on on how this club is is being taken uh you know se- taken seriously because it, it shows doing the signing shows that you mean it and doing the signing shows that you care and that you're trying to do what you were not able to do in the past you were never going to get uh somebody of Dybala's caliber or Lukaku's caliber even on these terms a while ago, and obviously that is a big big credit goes to Mourinho, but I also I also think that the big credit goes to the foundation that was laid in the first place in order to welcome Mourinho. And and you know when you have somebody like Dan Friedkin, every time when a a, a big signing is being closed, when Dan Friedkin personally flies to that destination with his own plane and is and is set to return by piloting that same plane himself um then you know things are serious and uh I, one of the things is that uh, for example now Filippo Biafor our good friend from Il Tempo even said this morning that um you know we have to look out because uh, Dan Friedkin's plane is scheduled to take off tomorrow from London at 11 a.m. local time uh and who knows how many passengers there will be, you know, and you have that sense of occasion. It's almost like Christmas, you know, when these things happen, when you can find, you know, when the whole fan base is, is all, you know, frustrated because of the names, because of this, because of that, because of the delays, because it's late, because it's, you're only a few days away from the transfer deadline. And who do you have to show for as a replacement for Tammy Abraham? Uh, it's also miserable. It's also doom and gloom. And all of a sudden, boom, there comes Romelu Lukaku, arguably one of the best strikers in the world um, for what he showed under Antonio Conte, for what he showed with, you know, in, in, in his career in, in the Premier League. This this is a big deal. It's a big deal on and off the pitch. I'm 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 that's I think that's that's the that's the thing that um, surprises me and comforts me the most with the Friedkins is that you can always count on 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 something unpredictable taking place, something that may put an exciting spin to uh, 
you know, to 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 everything that you know Roma will have to fulfill because every transfer window is like a, a long shopping list of obligations. Well, you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to get rid of this player, you have to uh, try and secure uh, this position, and and so on and so on, and the renewals and everything. And it's, oh my God, enough! Can we get some good, exciting news? And if you know, last year it was Paulo Dybala and Gini Wijnaldum. And this year, it's going to be Romelu Lukaku. Yeah, definitely. And that is a perfect uh, transition. We have made it over half of an hour without having spoken or uttered a a single phrase in depth about what took place at the weekend. You just mentioned uh, unpredictability. I would say that is uh, the perfect embodiment of uh, some of the players of Roma my first question is, can uh, Lukaku, can we put him in goal? Is he capable of playing goalkeeper? Because Rui Patricio, man, you and I were both in agreement before the season. Uh, we both said that it, due to the limitations imposed by UEFA, when it comes to this transfer market, you, you can't be concerned with Rui Patricio because you have more pressing needs. And... I said this in my post-match podcast that I understand completely why Roma did not make a goalkeeper priority this summer. You paid $13 million for Rui Patricio. So when you factor in uh, the fee plus his wages, uh, just an amortization alone of the transfer fee this guy cost you uh, over €4 million. Euro per season, and that is, again, excluding his wage. So expensive player, old player, uh, given all of the other needs that were on uh, and throughout the pitch, Andy, I, I, I completely... And, and mind you, and very important, a player that Mourinho trusts. Yes. Mourinho's first yes. signing, it was this guy. You went yes. out of your way spending those $13 million on him because that was the goalkeeper that Mourinho wanted and that he continues to want at his disposal. Yes, precisely. Exactly right. So I do not blame them. And I think Roma were correct in not making it a priority just because, again, you are limited. And he's very expensive on a year-to-year basis. You are not not going to make that up in plus Valenza in the market. So you, you have to continue with him for this season and hope that he put last season behind him. Because here's the thing. He was superb, superb in his first season. I know many forget because of how bad he was last season and how poor he has been through these first two rounds this season. He was superb when he fir- in his first season at Roma the only guy to come even close to giving a sense of security since Alisson. I mean, we can go through the names, but he was the first. And the hope was he can go back to that guy. But man, uh, Andy, that was that first goal particularly. Just, uh, I don't know what to say. I'm not going to be too hard on him for what happened against Salernitana because we were both in agreement. Those, those are wonder goals, wonder goals. I saw some of our patrons 
in, in the first match against Salernitana. Some of them took issue with his positioning on the second goal. Okay, fine. Uh, semantics, in my opinion. But uh, that first goal against Verona, mm, uh, that's inexcusable. And beyond that, too, if we just want to take it from a, a data standpoint, there are two matches. The opponent has eight shots. Eight shots and four goals. I don't really need to know much beyond that, man. I, I mean, that sucks. That's terrible. Um, but beyond that, too, yes, Rui Patricio was not good. I, I, I thought Lorenzo Pellegrini was very, very, very underwhelming. Um, but again, uh, XG Roma was at the forefront. They had plenty of opportunities to find goals and get more uh, more in terms of goal output. They should not have had one. They should not have lost, in my opinion. So I, I don't really know beyond, once again, uh, they are not scoring when they should and they are conceding when they shouldn't. I think it is that simple. You know, I, I I discussed this on the on the YouTube live stream that I made the, the day later, um, and and that I encourage if, if you like the show and, and like listening to the podcast, you can always subscribe. Yes, to our we YouTube will be doing channel. live streaming of this, so you can see us get animated and scream at each other, or yes, hopefully depressed and cry when we start talking of certain stadiums. Hopefully, yes, uh, and and you can follow. You can you can do so by subscribing to our YouTube channel, which is uh, as Roma Press. And uh, and that's where you'll find the live streams. And in the live stream, you know, I think uh, the, the the viewers and I uh, agreed that it's not even to me the 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 the, the match was not even a, a, a you know it, some some kind of unpresentable mess. It wasn't a bad game by any means. It was a game that you failed to resolve because you made mistakes that cost you. And um, the the really the 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 negative aspect of that game is the the mistakes that were completely avoidable that a team like Roma cannot afford to make um especially against the lesser opponent and it, the guys it, making them by the way i i would say that is my issue as much as the, the mistakes you take, itself, yeah, the ones I mean, making the mistakes it'd be one thing at Bove, but come on man it, it's de definitely yes yes definitely that that is uh, also a factor is because the whole point of, of 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 getting started with these lesser opponents in the first few games of the season is you are allowed to make mistakes yes but you also have to compensate for that and and try to uh you know, try to take advantage of the situation. Like, yes, you are, you're, you, you know, nobody's perfect in the first opening games of the season. There's everybody, or at least nobody's really uh, showing the the true core of the team. Like, for example, a team that overperforms to the start of the season rarely is that same team near the end of the season. I, I think about Udinese last year, they looked like, Barcelona from Pep Guardiola's best years at, at the beginning of last season, and then we all know how how that ended up uh, mediocre to say to, to say the least. Um, and and I think with with Roma, it's something they cannot afford to make these mistakes because they know that um, they're not good enough to compensate. You know, you cannot afford to go down two to zero. 
to to Elas Verona in the first place. That's the that's where the disgrace comes from. Is that you drove yourself into a position that you were never gonna come out of because you are a team that misses so many chances that in order to score a goal has to I don't know get like twenty shots on goal in order to even convert one of those chances and and so. That's that's what I take issue with. Now, does that mean that they're going to uh, come out looking sluggish against Milan and they're going to get completely overwhelmed by a team that scored four goals against Torino and, and won the previous match? No, because this Roma team, we all know they are completely unpredictable. And I'm pretty sure like that's my big takeaway from the Hellas Verona game is that after two matches that you should have easily won, at least on paper... The conclusion is simple. You made mistakes which cost you five points. It's pretty evident. Like, that's the good thing about facing these kinds of opponents in the first opening matches of the new season is that if something's wrong, you're going to notice it. You're going to be aware of it. You will not be able to say, oh, well, you know, we faced this really good team and it was head-to-head, neck-to-neck, and and we were, you know, we were right there, but in the end, it wasn't enough. No, this is, it shows you that you, perhaps you didn't underestimate the opponent, but you still did not play with enough conviction to to and enough focus because I mean the first goal even the second goal it's all about focus it's all about uh, certain Roma players losing their man and the mm. team losing its composure that is something that is completely avoidable and can be addressed so I'm if I if I have to be the guy that comes on here and tries to stay positive is what I will say is it was shitty to see those mistakes take place. But it it is also good because that immediately rings a bell and says to them, guys, guys, something's wrong. You lost five points against Salernitan and Hellas Verona. Is this, is this the way you want to con- continue playing? This is not the way. This is not the way. You have to get it right. And, and, and that is, at least it gives you the comfort that when they go back to Trigori and they went back to today, they had held their first training session ahead of Milan. The thought process is, oh, we have to come up with a solution because there is a glaring problem. 100%. Uh, let's end it there. We and, and 401 is when we will get to all of the patron talking points. Um, as you just said, I, I, there's just no way I can panic yet. There's no way I can come on here and like you, you know, I, I want to instill at least some sense of calm. What I can't do is come on here and pretend as if the, the sky is falling. I mean, uh, we just want to go very quickly through some of uh, how some of the other big, uh, big clubs are doing, Andy. It is not as if uh, they are lighting the world on fire, okay? Juve uh, drew... Lazio, they've lost both of their matches to begin the season. My issue, once again, I am a broken record when it comes to this. You always regret the points that you drop early when it is later in the season. I I firmly believe we're going to look back on match one and two and say, oh, oof, oof. One point from these two teams? But that's okay because you have made it so early. You 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 now have to make up the ground. But luckily, we are still extremely early in the season. There's no need no need to pretend that the building is on fire 
just yet. We've done that far too many times. We we can save that for 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 uh, when we are in the throes of winter. And um, right now, we're not officially even in the fall yet. So let, let's save uh, let's save the panicking at least uh, when we have the the shit weather at least. So we will leave it there. We will come back later in the week to preview uh, the match against Milan. Until then, ciao. Ciao.